now, time for seafood news. You are listening to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor, Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernerberry Market Reporter, Lauren Castiglione. This episode is brought to you by Ernerberry Consulting. Ernerberry Consulting provides tailored solutions to identify growth opportunities within the fast-paced protein commodity sectors. Combining the expertise of our analytical team, our warehouse of proprietary and trusted data, and unparalleled insight into market forecasting, Ernerberry Consulting will not only pinpoint developing global trends, but assist you in knowing exactly when and how to adopt them to maximize your return. Call 732-240-5330 for more information. Thanks, Lauren. In our top story, the U.S. seafood industry received some relief last week thanks to the United States and European Union announcing a cooperative framework to address the large civil aircraft disputes which have been raging since 2004. As part of the agreement, the U.S. and EU have agreed to move away from past confrontation in the pursuit of a cooperative future by suspending the tariffs related to this dispute for five years. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai said in a press release that after years of bitter litigation and weeks of intense diplomacy, we have reached a deal on a set of high-level principles that resets U.S. and EU engagement in the large civil aircraft industry. Tai added that we are the strongest when we work with our friends and allies. For those looking for a little more background information, the conflict began in 2004 when the EU accused Boeing of receiving $19 billion in unfair subsidies from federal and state governments. The U.S. claimed the same over European subsidies to Airbus. The feud escalated when in October 2020, the World Trade Organization determined that both sides were guilty, allowing the U.S. to impose $7.5 billion in tariffs and the EU up to $4 billion. At that point, they should have just said, all right, let's just call it even. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. The seafood industry, as well as many other industries unrelated to Boeing or Airbus, suffered as a result. And in November 2020, the EU announced it would be imposing 25% tariffs on seafood products, including Atlantic salmon, Pacific salmon, and scallops. Just two days later, the Office of the U.S. Trade Representative announced that they have also reached an agreement with the United Kingdom. As part of the understanding, the U.S. and U.K. will not impose tariffs for five years. According to the USTR, the U.S. will not enforce tariffs so long as we are satisfied that U.S. workers and producers can compete fairly. In addition, the U.S. and U.K. will also work together to counter China's non-market practices in the sector. National Fisheries Institute President John Connolly released a statement supporting the decision to suspend U.K. tariffs, a move that he says will increase opportunities for U.S. seafood companies. Connolly said the decision to halt parallel tariffs on elected U.S. and U.K. products for five years is an important move. It helps produce a more consistent climate for seafood companies to operate in. Stability and predictability, especially in export markets, are prized and contribute to market growth. And in other news, Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced additional aid to agriculture producers and businesses as part of the USDA Pandemic Assistance for Producers Initiative. Earlier this year, Secretary Vilsack announced plans to use available pandemic assistance funding to address a number of gaps and disparities in previous rounds of aid. As part of the pandemic assistance initiative announced in March, USDA pledged to continue coronavirus food assistance program payments and to provide aid to producers and businesses left behind. 
Implementation of the assistance announced will continue within 60 days to include support to timber harvesters, biofuels, dairy farmers, and processors, uh, as well as livestock farmers and contract growers of poultry, assistance for organic uh, cost share, and grants for PPE. So that means potentially millions of dollars worth of PPE funding for seafood processors. Already, changes to seafood processing to account for social distancing during the pandemic and the increased use of protective gear have cost some processors hundreds of thousands of dollars apiece. I believe it. In other COVID-related news, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration, also known as OSHA, has updated their guidance for protecting workers and preventing the spread of COVID-19 in the workplace. The changes made focus on protections for unvaccinated and otherwise at-risk workers. Seafood processors are highlighted in the guidance as that type of workplace that is considered higher risk. The document stated that in higher risk workplaces, employers should be taking additional steps to mitigate the spread of COVID-19 for unvaccinated and otherwise at-risk workers where there is heightened risk due to either close contact, duration of contact, or type of contact. While states are continuing to lift restrictions and there seems to be a sense of returning to normalcy, OSHA recommends that high-risk workplaces continue to stagger break times or provide temporary break areas and restrooms to avoid groups of unvaccinated or at-risk workers from congregating during breaks. If that's not possible, then unvaccinated or at-risk workers should maintain at least six feet of distance from others at all times. It's also recommended that work arrival and departure times are staggered to avoid congregations in parking areas, locker rooms, or near time clocks. You can find more information regarding the guidance on seafoodnews.com. In other government news, Richard Spinrad has been confirmed by the Senate as the Undersecretary of Commerce for Oceans and Atmosphere and the 11th NOAA Administrator. The Biden administration has nominated Spinrad for the position back in April. An oceanographer with decades of experience, Spinrad previously served as chief scientist of NOAA, an appointment made under the Obama administration. He also served as the head of NOAA's research office and the National Ocean Service, as well as co-led the White House Committee in developing the country's first set of ocean research priorities. In his new role as NOAA Administrator, Spinrad will be responsible for the agency's strategic direction and oversight of the $7 billion in proposed fiscal year 2022 annual spending. Spinrad said he's thrilled to be back and is ready to hit the ground running. In a statement on his appointment, he said that he's humbled to lead NOAA's exceptional workforce on a mission so relevant to the daily lives of people across America and to the future health of our planet. So finger snaps for Richard Spinrad. Woo-woo! Moving along, Lauren's got an update on the squid market for us. That's right. So imported squid volumes prior to 2019 typically trended around 160 million pounds of product entering the United States per year on average. So this figure took a massive hit in 2019 when tariffs were implemented on product from China, the main supplying country of squid into the U.S., resulting in a drop of about 33.3 million pounds from the country. Enter a global pandemic and imports continue to downtrend as 2020 uh, brought in 99 million pounds of squid products or 65 million pounds less than the previous historical average. Um, in looking at how 2021 is shaping up with import information through April 2021, the year-to-date totals are at least tracking steady or above the previous two years, however, falling about 10 million pounds below typical year-to-date average of this time frame. Market supply has been constrained due to raw material supply into the market reporting lackluster catch rates across many origins, coupled with strong demand as the food service and restaurant sectors recover at a swift rate. 
Logistical issues also play a role in reasons why squid products are demanding premiums. Product that has been caught destined for the U.S. market is facing shipping delays due to limited or no container or vessel transport availability, as well as reports of continued stress on the freezer space once product does arrive. Until congested ports clear and containers start moving about more freely, allowing product to satiate the current demand, upwards pressure continues on the imported squid market. And in some fun news, not that your squid analysis was not fun. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The uh, Wildfish Cannery and Barnacle Foods have launched a limited release called Octopus in Bullop Kelp Hot Sauce. Lauren, I think we should whip out our corporate credit cards for this one. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, two Alaska-based companies have joined forces to release a special, very limited small batch of this canned octopus. Um, So for those who aren't familiar with the companies, uh, Wildfish Cannery has been in business since 1987 and is now run by the founder's grandson, Chef Matthew Scaletta. Um, Barnacle Foods was founded in 2016 by Matt Kern and Leah Heifetz, um, but the relatively new company has already made a name for themselves after their bowl-up kelp hot sauce became a triple winner at Alaska's Symphony of Seafood event in 2019. Now, Barnacle Foods has paired their award-winning bullwhip hot sauce with Wildfish Cannery's canned octopus. Scaletta said that he's wanted to add a spiced octopus to Wildfish's lineup for years, um, but knew that they needed to work with another Alaska manufacturer who shared their values. He said he already admired Barnacle Foods and knew that their, uh, his customers loved their products, so it was the perfect opportunity to collaborate. You can get your hands on this limited release by visiting wildfishcannery.com or barnaclefoods.com. I'm I'm up for it. Oh, it let's, sounds let's delicious, it. and the packaging is, I think, really cool. I I like. I was like scrolling through the Wildfish Cannery uh, website, and all their packaging is just like it's. It's actually like it's like yes, art. great marketing on their part. Yes, it's canned art essentially. I'm sure yes. as well. So. <laughs> Maybe we'll maybe that'll be our next. Uh, I know we got a couple things lined up for our watch us eat videos when we return to the office next month. Um, maybe we'll we'll add. Uh, we got to add it, yeah. Add this to the list. All right, everyone. That about does it for us. Once again, this episode is brought to you by Ernerberry Consulting. Call seven three two two four zero five three three zero for more information. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.